Placing a trade shouldn't be complicated. It should be smooth as butter. The Fidelity app makes investing easy with zero commission U.S. stock and ETF trades, no account minimums, and fractional shares trading. Fidelity, where nothing comes between you and the trade. That's smooth. Download our app free from the App Store or Google Play. Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from $0.01 cent to $0.03 cents per $1,000 of principal. No account minimums apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Join Macy's and Girls, Inc. to empower a new generation of leaders now during Women's History Month. Throughout March, you can help fund STEM and college and career readiness programming for girls when you donate online to Girls, Inc. or round up your purchase. Plus, shop women-owned and founded brands like Kaylee Cosmetics, New Face, and Better Not Younger. Learn more and celebrate the creative power of women now and all year round at Macy's.com slash purpose. Look, I'm turning into a therapist. This is great. I need to have more conversations with myself. <laughs> or with your sister. Or with you. I have fun <laughs> with you. <laughs> and now, coming to the mic, Nikki and Brie Bella. This is the Bella's Podcast. Well, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Bella's Podcast. Mm-hmm. We are so excited today because... We are bringing a little Sister Sunday into our Bella Podcast Cups. That is right. So nothing better than to pop a bottle pop in our cups. that bottle. We are really lucky because Turnbull Winery, which is still family-owned, a very beautiful winery in Oakville area, which is in between, like, you would say Napa Valley and St. Helena. It's a really nice region. And they do sparkling Sundays, and only on Sundays can you try their sparkling wine. So wow. how perfect for Sister Sunday to be at a sparkling Sunday, and we brought some of that sparkle with us today. I know. It's going to be hard not to steal that when we have the Bonita Bonita tasting room. Whoa, girl. I'm Whoa. Here we go. I'm going to pop that bottle. Woo! Now that <laughs> sounded good. I feel like you're supposed to say happy hump day after a pop. Oh, gosh. Mom joke. Okay, everyone drink your coffees, your teas, or your wine, whatever you're doing right now. I'm filled with a lot of mom jokes today. So, you know what I really loved about this sparkling wine? Is the color. It's so my aesthetic right now. To be honest, when we were having the champagne there, I was like, usually I'm someone when I am drinking sparkling wine, champagne, I always want it to be like a very light yellow, crystal clear and all this. When I saw this color, which kind of reminded me of like a rosé pearl, Mm. you know, I was like, I actually don't mind that. There was some beauty to it. I don't. To me, it reminds me of like honey and almonds, right? Mm -hmm. It's like honey and almonds. If you were to like put in an aesthetic in Pinterest, like that's what it would be, right? And it is so yummy. So yummy. So Turnbull, thank you very much. We mm. had a really mm. fun Sister Sunday. Granted, it was, it was so fun. pouring rain. I know. It was still very beautiful. It was a cozy nice. one. I have to say, I love wine tasting when it's raining out. Me too. You and I have been craving it. Craving it. If I mean, because Turnbull seems like they have the funds in that members only room, what I would add in. I mean, who expected for us to have the kind of winter we're having here in Napa Valley? But if they were to have a fireplace in there, oh, I'd never leave. Ooh, but you know, they I just have, pay for all those bottles and be like, I'm staying. You know what's connected to that? 
private members only room. It's a private house, right? Well, yes, but it has a pizza kitchen. So I think there's a fireplace outdoor, a little mm. fire pit right there. It was just raining, so we didn't get right. that part. There's nothing a like though a fire with like a ra- when it's raining, right? The nothing. fire and rain are just with like red wine, with a glass of red oh, wine in your sweats with big comfy socks. How many did we have? We tried so many different reds. <laughs> it was amazing. A lot. a lot of different kind of cabs, which was fun. Can you francs and sauvignons and different vintages? And then what was the wine that I got you? Come on, the name was the really Tara. nice wine. I know. Terra or, or was what? it Piera? Piera. Piera. But I can't remember what kind of varietal it was. Or uh, Cabernet. Yeah, it was just a full body cab. Yeah. Ooh. So yummy. Well, Nicole and I, we had a fabulous sister Sunday, and then her and I have been chatting. We've been on this really fun journey together of finding our tasting room, the Bonita Bonita tasting room. And I'm sure, I don't know if I've been good about showcasing it on my social media, but definitely you, Nicole. I feel like a lot of people, if you follow us on social media, you've seen us kind of tease like different tasting room locations we're at, things we're looking to buy. Mm. I even feel like you've kind of put it out there like, do you think this one or that one? Yeah. And like when we were looking at the Meritage and all their different wine tasting spots, I really was very interactive on social with that. <laughs> I saw Wanting that. all the opinions because I'm like, they're the ones who are going to, you know, come and drink. So right. I think it's fun. I think because of social media, it's fun to take people through the journey because they're going to be the ones to come and help you out and support you. Well, it's actually crazy because of social media too. And you can do the polls. Mm-hmm. It really does redirect how you're thinking about doing something. It really redirects like, I don't know, the way you're going to choose something. So it actually does help. But you and I, this tasting room journey has been quite the roller coaster ride. Right. And that's what you and I were talking about it's today. Hard. Well, it's hard in Napa. And I know you're going to dive into it. One, because of cost. So when you're the little person starting in a big person's world here, it's really tough if you don't have millions of dollars. That's just a fact here. That's, I think, been our first challenge is finding something that you and I love because we want, when you come to our tasting room, you want to, like, people want to taste how the Bellas taste. And we want to offer people how we enjoy tasting too. We don't want it to just be a tasting room and a place because we can get it and call it, you know, a day. We want to make sure that it truly represents who we are and Bonita Bonita. So that's been the toughest part. Right. And I feel like you and I so many times have walked out of places and we're like, are we trying to make this happen? Or is this really what we want? Are we settling? Well, it's really what we want. No, but there's a lot of times where we're like, well, we could make this work, but is this exactly what we want? I feel like a lot of times you and I, it's like we're so excited to have our taste room that we're like, should we just try to make this happen? Or do we need patience? Like, is there this other tasting room waiting for us to walk into and take? Look, the young kids will get this, but there have been places that I've given me the ick and I'm like, Mm-mm-mm. we can't do it. No. I've told you. I'm like, I'm full of cringe and ick and we can't do it. <laughs> I know. There's actually been one place we walked into and I was like, ooh, yes. And then Nicole walks out and we're like privately in our car driving. She's like, oh, that place was cringy. And I'm like, really? I'm like, I saw it all happening right here. I can't let people walk up to a building that hasn't been power washed in a decade and taste wine. That was the first thing I noticed. I'm like, when was the last time they power washed this building? This is where we've had a hard time because I'm so about aesthetic And I know like when I truly enjoy places, it's because I like ambiance. I like environment. I like decor, like design, architecture. I want like the whole shebang, especially if 
I'm consuming alcohol in my body. I want from beginning to end every like moment of it to count. So I'm someone that if I walk into a place and like, if I'm already walking up and I don't like it, it kind of is already turning me off. So then inside really has to turn me on and turn me around. But now I already have this feeling of like, ugh, I literally got a sitter for this. Like you, you just, especially when you're a mom, every moment counts when you have a sitter or when Artem and Brian are like, you guys go do your sister Sunday. So I'm so picky about where I go because I want the moment I park my car or the driver takes me somewhere, not park my car. The moment the driver drops me off, I want to be like, yes, I'm fired up. I'm ready for it. And that's what I want our tasting room to feel like. So this place was gorgeous on the inside, but the whole time we're getting the tour, I couldn't stop thinking about the railings outside and the terrible non-power washed walls. But let me, I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to take you to the beginning of this conversation and what you said, being a little person in a big person's world. If you had millions, do you believe you need to start small and deal with a little something needs to be power washed or do you feel to have patience and keep waiting and waiting until you feel like something big is about to be right in the horizon? So I feel you can start small, but you wait for that perfect moment of the small to open up. So maybe it's not available yet. Maybe something's about to become available, but I know even starting small, I'll find something. I'm going to go, this is it. This is it. And it, it could be, it's going to be maybe in a little room, but in the cutest little area of some town, right? Well, but also there's places in New York that I've walked up to. New York is different because you could walk Why? down a gross alleyway and go into the coolest spot and it's like, oh my God, it's so New York. But can't if we you're say, oh my God, to, it's so the Bellas and wine okay, country. So would you want to wine taste and stare at pieces on top of a building or a bank? Yeah, <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Exactly. So you are right. But I also do believe that in order to get to the big picture of where you want to be, like I know what our end goal is. We want our own Bonita Bonita's vineyard with like this big tasting room out in the country, like all the big dogs. That is the end goal. I think to myself, what are the little steps that we have to take there? Is it first getting a tasting room that maybe, I, I don't know, I... I wish it was something better, but this is what we can afford. This is, we can make magic happen on the inside. I don't know. I think maybe, yeah, that's like the first step. Or this is where I get into that tug of war where I'm like, or do I keep waiting, which I feel like we've been waiting for years because we keep wanting something that's like the big dogs. And so we're not giving in to anything else, mm -hmm. but maybe do we need to give in a little bit? I don't right. know. This is my thing, you know, and I'm sure everyone listening Maybe it could be a little bit confusing because you look at our platform, you look at the empire that Brie and I have built and you're like, well, they should be able to buy all these things. But Brie and I have always treated Bonita Bonita like this is from scratch, homemade. Brie and I, from the beginning of a business, taking steps. And our next step is either going to be pulling out a loan or getting investors. That is our discussion right now of how we take it to the next level, but we promote it on our platforms, but we've treated this like a homegrown business, which has it been is. incredible. It's and been we've learned homegrown. a lot and we've grown slowly, but we've grown and it's been amazing. When Nicole and I were talking about all this, this has been our like daily discussions with our tasting room. And you guys won't even believe we go through numbers, like no one's business. I feel like I'm in college again. And we deal with like our business managers and we're always like weighing out like, okay, mm. what do we, you know, put money in? What do we hold back on? All these different things. But I told Nicole, I'm like, you know what? I think it would be really fun 
to kind of talk to the Bella podcast listeners and kind of check in on them because here we've been on our journey of what we told everyone we're going to do January 1st. Like you and I wrote out our goals for 2023, put our vision boards together. And I'm like, I think it'd be fun to check in. It's March 1st. If you think about it, I mean, towards the end of March, obviously is the end of first quarter, but it's like, you know, that kind of first quarter of the year. And I kind of was like, you know, I think it's good to check in at times and kind of go back to that first week of January where you're like, this is what I want to accomplish in 2023 and see, have you? We wanted to check in with you guys, see like, have you taken that first step? Because sometimes it's easy to write goals down and dreams down on paper, but it's like, have they actually jumped off the paper and have you actually started to make all the moves you need to? Because Nicole and I have actually been able to cross a couple things off our list. What I feel is like, if you have a goal that you are constantly thinking about, for instance, the tasting room, which has been such a topic for you and I. It consumes us. It consumes us every day. And I feel like when there's something that consistent in your brain, in your mind, and it keeps coming to you, it's because it's meant to happen. And sometimes you have to take that leap of faith. You have to put fear aside because all of us are afraid to fail. And especially when it's your own money and creating something, then you're really afraid to fail because it's, it ends up being such a gamble. And then ego kicks in, which stops us also from wanting to take these leaps of faith because we don't want to fail. We don't want to tell people we're going to fail. And it's a big leap of faith for Brie and I to start a tasting room, not only if we have to admit failure to the world, but also to our business partner. I like going back to fears because I was literally on the treadmill earlier today and I was listening to this business motivational thing and it was really inspiring. The biggest thing they said, why people don't accomplish their business goals is because of fears. And usually it's your like top three fears. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. So to write down those fears and actually beat those fears. Right. And then you'll be blown away when you actually, you'll really start to see the light at the end of the tunnel of whatever business venture you're on. And even they actually talked about anxiety issues to mental illness, to depression. There's a lot of things when you can beat those top three fears, then so much other things go away when it comes to, you know, not only your work goals, but like just life. Oh, and I completely agree with that. It's weird how much fear can hold you back when you really like sit and think about like where you've had fears in life, whether it's parenting, whether it's in business, an entrepreneur, even as a lover or best friend. Think of people who have had the fear of not proposing to someone and then they've lost the love of their life because they had that fear. There's just the list goes on, right? Of like where fear can control you in every aspect of your life. And you, you do, if you, that's, you can put that aside, take that leap of faith, go for it. Then actually you, you kind of enjoy failure if it happens. Majority of the time you're going to succeed, but you're going to have that time of failure. So what are your three fears? Ugh. Like top three. And if you, if you don't think you have three, then at least what's your one so or two? My first one would be failure when it comes to me losing my own money. Anyone's money because it would, I, it would hold heavy on me. So taking a chance in that where I know that could be for other things, but could also be for something that grows. So that's a fear of mine. Um, I'm scared of the ocean. <laughs> that's a wow. massive fear. And Maybe heights. We'll, we'll put the ocean and heights together. And then a third fear would be making a really big mistake as a mother. That's like probably the ultimate fear is like, I don't want to mess my kid up, especially because we've all like, we've talked about it, but we all go on this journey of like fixing what's happened to us in our childhood and 
having all this trauma and it's something that you have to like work on the rest of your life. I don't want Mateo to ever have to go to therapy and be like, so my mom. Yeah. (laughs) You know? So if we say three, yours is fear of losing money, fear of the ocean, and fear of parenting mistakes. Yeah. And you know what's interesting? Like if you, your fear of losing people's money, I don't know how you would work on that. It'd be interesting to talk to someone, right? Right. And see if you got through that. Yeah. And then the ocean, there could be something mentally there for you that is always blocking you and different things that if you could get past that, I'd wonder what it'd open up for you. You know, when you said that, it kind of hit me. It's because I can't control what's in the ocean. I can't control riptide. I can't fight off an animal in the ocean because I have no strength in the ocean, like whatsoever. So if something's going to grab me and pull me, I can't fight it. I just, I'm not made to swim. I don't have fins. I don't have a tail. So I have no control. So maybe that's my fear if you break it down. If a therapist was like, she fears not having control. And I guess if you kind of look in my marriage and other things in life, I fear not having control of it. Wow. So I wonder if you did like an ocean thing. But if you did, I never, ever, there'll be other ways to help me through that. (laughs) Ocean is not it. But who knows, you know, no, no, because still no matter (laughs) what, (laughs) I can't fight a riptide. And that's 100% a fact. So no one's going to throw me in a riptide and be like, get your way out. You're going to feel a lot better after this. I'll be traumatized and then have even more therapy after the fact. But when you kick that fear out and you kind of conquer it. I mean, they say it's an incredible what, feeling. What I think it is, well, not the control, but let's say the fear, My, I have the money fear, right? I think what's the answer for that is take the leap of faith on the tasting room, see what happens and see, um, which I'm not gonna lie, I know it will succeed because I've seen it in my dreams and I manifest about it way too much. But it's, I think I need to take a leap of faith on something that's my own, our own, And then go, I think that can cure that. I feel like marrying Artem has helped me with losing like control. Like even when you take it down to dancing with him on the dance floor, that was actually the first time that I couldn't control something. And that really helped our connection because it made me vulnerable. And you know me, I'm not great being vulnerable. Even though you see me on reality TV, I actually am pretty okay being vulnerable. You're a big old sensitive girl. Yeah. Thanks. Well, I didn't mean that. Woman. A big old softy. Well, I mean, I'm a woman, <laughs> but thank you. Yeah. And I'm not like, well, I wear my heart on my sleeves. You so. do. How about your three fears, Brie? So I'm like you for the first. I mean, when I think of like if someone's sitting me down and we're talking about business and opening up a tasting room and they ask me your three fears. First thing I would think about is I've heard a lot of people's stories who are no ones with zero platforms. <clears throat> Wait, before you go on, should I say my third on the parenting? Oh, yes, you should. You know, I was just given great advice by a doctor for my third fear about parenting, parenting, of making mistakes. Did I do the right things for him? And she goes, look at that boy. Look how happy he is and how much he loves you. She's like, no matter the amount of mistakes you make as a parent, which you will, that right there shows you that you're doing exactly what's right for him. And so, and she went on and on, but that part was like, oh. He is so so happy. He's so happy. Always so happy. And so you're doing it right. So I'm doing it right. So that helps when I break that down. Look, I'm turning into a therapist. This is great. I need to have more conversations with myself. (laughs) Or with your sister. Or with you. I have plenty (laughs) with you. Um, But you know, like, so when I think about my three fears, and when I thought about this on the treadmill today, it was first thinking about business, right? Because if someone's asking me, 
what's holding you back from opening up the tasting room? What are your fears? And my first thing would be taking out a loan. And the only reason is, is because everyone jokes around that I'm frugal. It's funny. But also I am very smart with money and I've lived a debt-free life always, which I know some people like, that's like really wow. But I, my, you have always been, I've amazed. always been since you've been young, since I've been young, since the first time I opened up a credit card, I've always been debt free before that you yeah. were really good. Yeah. I mean, I was like, I should have started the babysitters club because I was good in high school with money. And it's funny because it's like, I don't have a fear of my passion for a tasting room. But at the same time, by not taking out that loan, I'm not trusting my passion, right? So it's interesting because it would just be like, I guess it's not ego with money. It's none of that. I just don't like to lose it. It's why I don't gamble. It's why, you know, I'm at the quarter slots. I will go there because I don't mind losing a couple bucks, having fun, hit and spin on Wheel of Fortune. I enjoy that at times. But it's, um, I don't like to have lose control of the money. Yeah. Like and I give myself a limit when I go gamble. If I'm like want to do it for fun, let's say for Vegas or if it was for the Super Bowl, I always tell myself I'll pull out like a hundred or two hundred dollars. I'm like, this is all you get. So right. if you lose it, that's it. If you win it, which I used to be really good at blackjack, Gosh. then you know. Remember that one time? I would always find you on the blackjack table. It was crazy. I know. Um so that would definitely be it. Number two is I think I have a fear of something taking up too much energy. I think sometimes I get a fear like, you know how I am. Slow mornings. I need a couple days off where like no one can bug me. Like I, I just don't like to do anything. I'm one of those and I don't feel bad about it. But, um, I get nervous that all of a sudden my plate goes from being half full to being like really full. And like, that's not the life I like to live. So, um, I think I have a fear of just all of a sudden just, my plate getting extremely full and I can't keep up with that because then that takes away from time with my kids and time of other jobs I'm doing like other little things and I've definitely takes away from your passion yes and also I think too like the one thing the pandemic there were so many negatives about the pandemic but one of the positives for me is it really taught me to say no to a lot of things Mm -hmm. and to open up more of my energy to empty space to allow like at different times, different passions and things to come in and out for me to explore and have fun with. So I think that's a fear. I was thinking about that on the treadmill. I'm like, well, what, what are my three? Because money's always one. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, so, um, and then that, and then I guess my third is that I'd be in business or people in my circle who don't have the exact passion and drive I do and values and morals. and values because I've been in those situations before and they have failed me and it was really hard so I I'm very picky now to the point where I get scared and I yeah. you and I both I'm a little scarred from some situations in the past so I think um that's something I get very fearful about and it's almost like if it's not broke don't fix it and so we're at, we are there, but it's like I would hate to make something break. Right. So, so those are my three things. So how do you think we could fix those three things if we were to break them down? <sighs> well, I think... So first, your one I feel like is similar to mine, is taking the leap of faith and getting the tasting. Because if we believe in our passion, right. we're not failing. Right? right. And so that's for anyone, right? It, that leap of faith word, that f- phrase, I should say, is... When we keep feeling something, it's like our soul telling us, like, we need to just leap. We need to dive in. And 
in time is going to tell us if this was right or wrong, but we have to do it because even yeah. if it's wrong, we're going to learn something from it. I agree. That's the beauty. It's like sometimes if you look back at your past relationships, you actually grew as a human being and you have to learn like, what did I learn in this relationship and how am I going to be a different person or you know, have the relationship be different on the next time. And that's the same with anything we do in life. So, and I'm sure some of you parents who have more than one kid, you probably have done that with your kids. I feel like this technique didn't work with this kid. So I'm going to try it with this one. Oh, for sure. Both my kids, I have to to speak to differently in situations because Birdie's very sensitive, but he needs a more stern voice to understand like this was wrong. And it's crazy. Both different techniques. So this is the same thing, right? So it's taking that leap of faith. I think that will let you know that you don't have to be frugal the rest of your life. You could actually invest your own money into something that can not only bring you more income, but a lot of happiness and a place where you can continue your passion. Passion? What was your next fear? Well, my next one was um, it taking up all my time because we know boo-boo over here loves... Well, I think there's Some, one, I mean, one word to <laughs> help with all that. We have set hours before we do this and everyone knows my set we hours. We know, we all know. <laughs> but there's one word that helps with that whole situation. What? No. No? Say no to things. Well, keeping that space open. Like, that is true. Which I'm good at. You're great But at. I mean, like, you know, it takes, just say open no up more. your own business. <laughs> it takes all your time, which I I love and I'm ready for. But at the same time, like, girl, don't worry. I'm you European. could still make pottery class. You'll be good. <laughs> we'll fit pottery class in. And what good. was your third? And then my third was being with people who don't share the same passion and drive and energy that we have. And I think that's doing the test Carrie always taught us. Sitting up straight, getting in a meditated state and saying... Are these people right or wrong for me? And if your body crumbles, well, then that's an absolute do not work with them. And if you stand up tall and stay strong, your intuition's telling you these are great people. And just keep your eyes open more. Which you know, I feel like you've become so great at reading people. Yeah, I do agree. In that in that situation, it's just tre- actually listening to your intuition. Because it's told you how many times. Right. And just I, now this time listening. Mm-hmm. That's I think true. of how many times I knew what my intuition told me. I felt it in my gut and I still moved forward and it didn't bring me what I thought it would, but it's because my body was telling me it won't, but I yeah. had to go learn it. And you were the same. We've done that a couple of times and we it's, have. it's interesting because I'll, now I, I'll write that stuff down of what didn't make me feel good and what makes me feel good. Like, because I'm like, I need to be more aware. Right. Think of like when... When we all just think back of super successful people and think of their stories, they all had a vision that kept coming to them and they just made it happen. And a lot of people started with nothing. Now, some didn't. Some had the opportunity already there of financial freedom and security in that way and capital, which is amazing. But then there are some that started in a garage or took that chance and then became something really big. Also, it doesn't happen overnight. So remember that. But we've been in the wine business now for almost for almost seven years or six. I think almost seven. Almost seven. So it's it's been a while. But it when true success starts to come from that, it's like wow, this took a decade to get here. But how beautiful, how amazing. Well, it's interesting because they say overnight success is seven to ten years, which wow. is crazy when you think about that. So any company, well, then I better live to hundred to really enjoy all these successes, <laughs> if you know what I mean. If overnight is seven to ten years. Oh gosh, right? Jeez, I'm going to be drinking that Dr Pepper. 
You got that right. The lady in the Instagram video who's 104 and drinks three Dr. Peppers a day. Is Mm. that it? Yeah. Hey, I guess the doctor was right. You know, I actually was telling Brian because I was making this so crazy now that I think about it. This morning when I was making the kids lunches, I was like, wow, like mom didn't make us our lunches. Like we all, it was like the thing when you're younger, like you get your little punch card and you get your school lunch at the cafeteria. And I remember in high school, I was just so grossed out of the food all the time. I'm like sick, like moldy pizza, like nasty Mac. I'm like, what's up with, it was just awful. Gross. But then I settled on a Dr. Pepper and chili cheese Fritos every day for lunch. That was your thing. That was my thing. I'm like, Brian, like how gross? Zero nutrition I ate for lunch in high school pretty much every day. Empty calories. Yeah. Well, it happens. I think we all are there at some point. Yeah. I mean, this morning I was, it was early morning. I was like, I needed Americano. It was after I dropped Mateo off from school and a woman wanted a Coca-Cola in front of me and she popped it open and chugged her Coke. And you could tell that was just, that's her thing in the morning. That's when you're hungover and you need that. Like <laughs> That's why that Coca-Cola. Let like, me tell you, I've been need there. that carbonation. Yeah. You and I would always though have to get it on tap. We had yeah, to have the extra the, ice. Yep. That is so funny. Yeah. And we always leaned more, I felt like, to Pepsi than Coke, right? Well, no, we were both. I actually was on a Diet Coke kick for a long time. I, I never. Mean, years, years ago. Never liked Diet Coke. I I haven't had soda in, I mean, I'll have a sip here and there, but I haven't had an actual soda, like full soda. I can't even tell. It's been over 10 years. I'll have one here and there. Yeah, full one. You drink the whole thing. Well, not, I don't drink all day. I always, I always feel like I get halfway and I can't do it. Yeah, my teeth like start to shiver. I need the, a lot of bubbles, and the minute it goes flat, yeah, out of here. And well, I'm addicted to sparkling water. Oh, I drink so much sparkling water every day, and the fact that now I know it hydrates me, I think I consume it even more. Well, and Topo Chico, don't even get me started there. I'm oh. addicted. It's like a dessert. It, there's something about it. There's I'm something about so it. So satisfied. Remember when like. Everyone's freaking out about it, and it would be then all of a sudden sold out all the time at Whole Foods, and you're like, seriously? And it would just be the lime one, and I'm like, I don't want the lime one. Yeah, I want the That's regular. That's even like Lacroix. Like I always go to get the lemon, and I'm like, why is it always lime or limoncello? I just want Ugh. lemon. I'm like, who came up with limoncello Lacroix? Um, Artem loves them. Ugh, but it's people who like sweet. We don't like sweet. Nasty. All right, well, I say that we take a quick break. When we come back, we answer some more voicemails. Mm Texas Pete is a sauce that allows you to sauce like you mean it. It's generosity in its simplest form, and it's a swagger people have who know what's good. That's right. Each Texas Pete sauce is packed with bold, balanced flavor. The signature tanginess is what makes it a legendary hot sauce that can be used on just about anything. It has been at the center of dinner tables since 1929 and is still heating things up today. Oh yeah, and you know, you're definitely going to want to try every flavor. The original hot sauce has a famous secret blend of fermented peppers. The hotter hot sauce is three times hotter than the original and not for the faint of heart. Sabor by Texas Pete adds authentic Mexican flavor. Yum, and their dust dry seasoning matches the flavor of the original hot sauce 
and a flavorful dry rub. Mm, it's just making my mouth water thinking about it. I mean, I'm always reaching for the Texas Peed. I think we put it on our breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And we really do. And we actually even sneak hot sauce in our purses, so if restaurants don't have hot sauce, we put it on. Texas Peed goes with me everywhere I go. Texas Peed. Sauce like you mean it. Visit TexasPeat.com and use the store locator to find Texas Peat products as well as purchase sauces and get recipe inspiration. And use the promo code PODCAST24 for 20% off at TexasPeat.com. You know we love staying connected. From current events to drama and celebrity gossip, we stay in the know. But it can be hard to keep up when your Wi-Fi cuts out around the house. You know, spotty in one room, but strong in the other. Thankfully, the next generation Xfinity 10G network can help by keeping you connected to everything you love with reliable wall-to-wall Wi-Fi. That means you can stay up to date on all the latest buzz in real time from room to room. Start listening to your favorite podcasts in the kitchen and listen all over the house as you put your laundry away. Better yet, the whole family can work, stream, and play on multiple devices, all with a fast and reliable connection. With the next generation Xfinity 10G network, your entire house can keep up with all the action with less buffering. Get it all from the network made for streaming. The Xfinity 10G network. Thrive Market is a go-to for all of your grocery and household essentials and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories. And you could use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with a few clicks. When you join Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. Nikki, where do we get all our primal condiments? Thrive Market. You know it. I have actually loved so much that I have been able to transform my refrigerator, even my pantry, to healthy, low-sugar condiments. Mm -hmm. Everything in the gluten-free, Whole30 diet recommendations. Thrive Market for me is that one-stop shop where I can pick and choose all the things that are healthy for not only my kids, but for myself too. And boom, they're at my front door within days. They definitely make it super easy to stay healthy, organic, all the things that we really want in our household. One thing that Thrive Market has helped me with is I've wanted that when it comes to household cleaning items or just stuff that you actually put in your house besides consuming. And they've really helped it. I had one one of my goals this year was less plastic in my house. Thrive Market helps with that, with refillables, with what I exactly need to clean. And look, when you have kids running around, having a company really care about the ingredients inside it, that's super important. What we're spraying on our counters, putting in our toilets, on our sheets, all of that matters. So grateful for a place like Thrive Market that really looks into ingredients and we know what we're buying. 100%. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash twins for 30% off your first order 
plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash twins. Thrivemarket.com slash twins. Right. Lindsay, what do you got? Hi, Nikki and Bree. It's Lindsay from Lynchburg, Virginia. I was just calling to ask how you guys do it all from podcasts to TV shows to traveling to being such good mamas and wives <laughs> and being with your families. How do you do it all? Y'all are so inspiring. And I feel like sometimes I'm just drowning as a stay home mom of two. I'm so excited for everything you guys put out into the universe, and I love listening to your podcast, and you guys are just doing great things. Keep it up. Love you guys. Aww. <laughs> Thank you, Lindsay. Thank you, Lindsay. That was so sweet. Yeah, it means a lot. That yeah. does mean a lot. Thank well, you. Well, one, I have to say, all of your guys' support is really what keeps us going. One of the things, because it's like your energy and supporting people gives you then the energy to keep going, and... I think with all, if we didn't have any of your energy supporting us, it would be really hard to do all the things that we do. Right. And, you know, to answer your question, I know for me, I probably take out a few hours of sleep that I probably need, but it's the only way that I can get everything that I want to do in a date, in a day, be a hands-on mom, get work done, give time to my husband write goals down, journal, give myself some self-love. And so what I've realized is doing all that, there's just sleep is the one thing that I've realized to balance it out is what gets sacrificed a little bit, but I still get great sleep. So I just, I'm Bree and I both, and I think you are the same. We have sacrificed a lot, believe it or not, on like going out. So like when people do things at night, I just try to get everything done by 8 p.m., which has helped with sleep, but I'm still doing things. Wouldn't you say? For sure. I mean, I feel like you and I are very similar in how our lives are. Oh yeah, but we but we lack sleep. Well, no, not actually. Me. I'm in bed every night. What am I? I yeah, yeah. You're right. I mean, I am, but I watch Love Island. Yeah. See, so for myself, I don't watch shows here or there. If like it's something really good and I need to watch, I don't even binge. I don't only allow myself to watch one episode if I'm into something. I had to take TV out so I could sleep because I did notice like I was someone like, I don't know if I slept bad from watching something or then it can get you to one more episode. And then next, you know, it's late and kids go, you know, their alarm clocks. I swear my kids wake up every morning between six and seven. Usually it's 630, but you know, you're not going to get any sleep back from that. Right. right? And then I just pick and choose what I want to do. I've, I've gotten to a point in my life where I'm lucky to do that. When I hear something, an opportunity that comes our way, it has to make my heart sing. Like, it has to be fun. And if I'm going to be away from my family, it has to be worth it. But my kids come first and my husband. So family time is everything. And sometimes I sacrifice my workouts for family time. And that's okay. I don't stress myself out. And then there's times I wake up earlier just to get a good workout in, knowing if I might not get it in that day. Yeah. So I just, I find balance in life with happiness and health and family at all. Right. And you know, Lindsay, I agree with Brie on that because your soul kind of knows what you can handle. And if you really just listen to your body, 
Like Brie and I, and we're a lot like our dad in this way, we have very hustling mentalities and we can handle very hustling moments. So even our husbands will look at us and be like, how can you do it? Like I literally can cook breakfast and clean at the same time. And Artem's like, I can't even watch you. But like I work well in that way. Me too. Um, so it's like you got to figure out where your strengths are at. Now, when you say you're drowning with being a stay-at-home mom with two kids, I'm curious about the routine you have. Our kids are on very strict routines. So I know Mateo is always napping no matter what from one to three. And even if he decides not to nap, he's staying in that crib from one to two thirty. So depending on your children's age, if you need them to have a quiet time where, you know, they're going to be in the rooms with their doors shut and you're going to have time for you from one to three. Mateo is also in bed every night at seven or seven thirty PM, the latest. So I know that I'm going to get husband time after that. And this is consistent every day. He wakes up pretty much every day at 6 a.m. We get special time. Artem even knows 8.20, the car gets turned on, it has 10-minute warm-up. We are in the car at 8.30, headed to school. And then I know my times where I get to fit in work till we have to go pick up Mateo from school. I think routine, especially for parents and especially for stay-at-home moms, is so important because I feel like when you're a stay-at-home mom, you're just expected to do it all, which is so unfair and makes right. it the hardest job in the world. So you got to put everyone's ass in a routine, right? Yep. So you can get your time in and you know what your day is going to be like. Because the only surprises should be that in-between time of like, oh, he just fell out of a tree or he just fell off the slide or whatever it may be. Those are when the surprises should be. But other than that, you know your exact routine. And I think that will help you from not drowning. Totally. I agree with that. I mean, school has a strict schedule and the kids are there. And I mean, anything you do when it has a strict schedule, it flows, it moves, right? And then you can do it day in and day out. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think you need to bring that into your home too. And like my kids know, like there's mommy time, like keep yourselves busy because I need my time right now. And yeah. sometimes with my coffee, even you deserve I'm a hot like, cup I of coffee. I just made you guys <laughs> a badass breakfast. Yeah, go do something. Right. Let me enjoy my coffee. Either let me scroll a little Pinterest or let me read. Like there's this one book I, I love, like getting some, like um, it's like Oprah's Sunday book. Mm. There's like little things like that. So I'm like, you know, and my kids know, like when mommy goes in her office there and she's going to have her coffee, like everyone just go. Yeah. Leave me alone. That's right. And I don't feel bad. And guess what? They always find something to do. They do. Always. They always go do something. Awesome. Well, thank you, Lindsay. All right. Next. Hi, I was just listening to your podcast. I'm currently at home recovering from anterior and posterior mm -hmm. cervical spine surgery. And Nikki, you inspired me, uh, you know, both of you. But my question, I guess, would be if you have something to answer would be how did you get yourself off the floor? And did you get depressed about not being able to do some of the things that you used to do, like Nikki skiing? I'm kind of bummed about things that I can't do, but I need to focus on what I can do. Thank you. And have a wonderful week. Oh, thank you for calling in. That is an amazing question. Yes. And first, I wish you all the best healing in the world, sending you a lot of love and white light. Um, so for me, the first thing, because you just naturally will have those down times, those depressing times. But then I would tell myself, you can walk like you actually could have lost that you could have been you know, who knows, paralyzed, it could have been worse. So I always think of like the stuff that I can do and how amazing that is that I can do this and how incredible my doctors were that did the surgery and it came out amazing because as you know, that is the scariest surgery ever. Anyone working on any part of your spine. 
And then I started right from the beginning. I just kept myself busy. I did workouts that I could do with a neck brace. We had to get creative. I worked with a trainer and then I just did a lot on my own, but I knew that the more I could just increase blood flow, the better it was for not only my healing, but my brain and just staying positive. And then I think you just start to realize like, I believe, um, and maybe it's my faith that really helped me through it too, but I believe we all have a journey. And so somehow in my journey, it was a broken neck and how I overcome that and the motivation, inspiration I can put out there from it and what I do from there. And you, you always have two paths you could go down when you have a major injury. And I wanted to be on the path that was moving forward and really positive. So I had that mindset. And then seven months later, I got back in the wrestling ring when they were like, that will never, ever happen. And I think it was because from day one, I just did what I could where I couldn't re-hurt myself, but I still challenged myself in certain ways. When you look at that, like, because I know you're probably at home right now for a while healing from that. So is there something you've always wanted to do where you're like, I never have enough time to do it. Maybe now that's time to do it. And I know we can't ski or any of that, but then we get to do all these other incredible workouts, which is such a major plus. Right. And I think this is the time to find new passions and new hobbies. And um, and what's your story to tell? Right. And I think it'll be fun to explore that. And, you know, I have to say when I was skiing and I, we were getting on the lifts, so there was a section, you go up on the left and you go up there and to the right was all the skiers making their way to go on higher lifts. And then to the left was all the cross country people. Mm-hmm. So you're not that high up. And cross country, you know, because Brian, he can't because of his neck can't go skiing, but we're going to try that together. And that might be something really fun for you. Like you're still in the atmosphere of all the skiing and you're right there by the lodge and you can still feel that energy of probably what you love with skiing. But cross country where it's safe and you can walk and still, yeah. And it's still a good workout. You're still in the environment. So maybe try that. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for calling in. Hey girls, uh, my name's Brian. I'm from Las Vegas. Love you guys so much. I saw all of your shenanigans and amazing time that you guys had, you know, the week of Super Bowl, your live show. And I was wondering if you were going to expand your live shows, you know, throughout the West Coast, maybe come here to Vegas and do a wine dinner. Being, you know, part of your wine club and huge fans, I think it would be so great if you guys expanded those to different cities. So, yeah, just wondering if you would ever consider doing that. Hope to see you guys soon. Oh, thank you, Brian. Yes. Pretty name. Thank you for joining the chaos. And yes, we are actually. Thank you. Definitely going to be doing more live shows. I think we are going to be starting more on the West and making our way to the East. But yeah, just um, keep listening because we will have some announcements of fun shows. And Las Vegas is definitely a place I where mean, we need to go. Yeah. And they're building old red. So, I mean, I feel there like go. we got to break an old red when they're done with it. Call Blake Maybe, up. Yeah. Tell we em. do a Bella's podcast there. We can play some bar games. Especially, I mean, if it ends up being built before Super Bowl week, you know. Well, we should do a live show definitely before Super but Bowl. But I'm just saying, like, what a great idea. Oh, do you know Super what I mean? Super Bowl is, is in Vegas. Yes. I like how you're thinking, sister. Thank you. Bring in just another Super Bowl shenanigans to it. <laughs> Hi, Nikki and Bree. My name is Joseph from uh, Greenville, South Carolina. I like your way to thank you for being two very inspirational people. I was always like a shy person. Very uh, introverted, and I always kept myself. But then seeing you 
cute in the ring and your reality show and just the parents and siblings working together. That has really brought me out of my shell. Now I'm becoming a little more extroverted now with a lot of people. I've uh, gotten more friends. I've uh, really gotten more confident in my own skin, and I'm comfortable. Thank you. Oh, Joseph. Yeah, we love hearing that, Joseph. Yes. That makes me so happy for you. So happy for you. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for all your incredible words and everything you had to say. And like Bree said, it makes me super happy for you. And keep doing that. Keep doing you and hanging out with people. And I think, you know, your your journey was you were just waiting for the right people to come into your life to open open you up and get through that shell and... I agree, Joseph. And you know what's interesting is Nikki and I earlier talking about our fears and conquering our fears. You did that. You so didn't. I just got inspired by you, Joseph, because you did that and look what happened. And now I got to go back to my three fears and really start to conquer them because I want to be like you, Joseph. So thank you for calling yes. in and inspiring me. Oh, I love that. And if you would love to call and leave us a voicemail, Nikki and I would love to hear it. 855-3-BELLAS. We love hearing from you all. So it is so amazing. So please call in. And up next, we are going to leave all of you with a little inspiration and affirmation. brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play. Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Warning, things are about to get intense. I mean, Brie and I are talking like that intense moment when the room stops, maybe time stops, when everything might be going around you, but you're looking at that one person dead in the eyes or a maple donut and <laughs> in our eyes. Usually I'm giving that stare down when I want to ask my husband for his credit card so I can go shopping. Ooh, that is the intense that I like. Intense heat, lasting plump. From the hot new Lifter Plump from Maybelline, New York. Formulated with chili pepper, Lifter Plump delivers a heated sensation for an instant lip plumping effect that lasts. Available in eight sizzling shades. Blush, Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Cocoa Zing, and many more. And you know me with that red. Nothing like a red flag on my sizzling lips. Oh, we know it, girl. <laughs> Can you take that heat? Find your shade at Maybelline.com or a retailer near you. Amazon shoppers get 10% off Lifter Plump purchase with code 10PLUMP for a limited time. So many of us love coffee. Mm-hmm. Like the living for it type of love. Some like it hot. Some like it iced with a splash of creamer. And some like it with a cold foam topping. Many of us stop into coffee shops on our way to work more often than we'd like to admit. Oh, yes. But now, thanks to International Delight Cold Foam Creamer, you can make cold foam coffee at home. It's honestly game-changing. You can just shake the canister and spray it onto your coffee. And voila! 
you've got an incredible cold foam coffee at home. No frothing, fancy machines, or mess required. Ooh, an international delight cold foam creamer foams and creams your coffee from top to bottom. And the best part, mm-hmm. it works on both hot and iced coffees. Oh my gosh, I'm drooling. Okay, so it comes in three foaming delicious flavors. French vanilla, sweet and creamy, and caramel macchiato. So you can switch things up depending on your mood. Look for your favorite flavor next time you're at the grocery store and be prepared to say goodbye to your barista. Okay, Bree, so what reminds you of college days? French vanilla. I mean, Bree and I lived on International Delight French Vanilla. And you know what's the cutest thing is every time our dad comes to visit, he calls me because I always be like, what do you want me to get the grocery store? And he's like, oh, make sure to get, it's always International Delight French Vanilla Creamer because I can't have it without my coffee. So guess what I'm getting my dad when he comes to visit because I know I'm going to love it. International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. French vanilla, of course. You guys, this is a game changer. Okay. How many of us spend too much money at coffee shops? Me. Me. Yes. And we deserve as human beings to have that yummy, delicious coffee Why we all go to the coffee shops. And I'll be honest, I've kind of always wanted to be a barista. And now I can in my kitchen at my home. I'm really excited to have this. And I can't wait to hear what dad thinks. International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. It's foaming delicious. All right, Brie. Well, I thought this quote was absolutely perfect with everything we talked about. And even I really love Joseph's voicemail because it just happened to be so perfect with everything you and I discussed today from opening up and all of that. So the quote is, never trust your fears. They don't know your strength from Athena Singh. And I just love that because it's so true. Our fears don't know how strong we are, what we can conquer, what our mind over matter can be. And so when I read that, it's like, when I think of, when we talked about the three things that we're scared of, it's like, my fears don't know me. They don't know what I can handle. They don't know what I'm made of. Right. I mean, I need to go just rack attack those fears. I've seen the strength that's in me and I need to bring that to what I am scared of. I definitely agree with that. You know, I, I feel like my fears have definitely weakened me. I mean, they weaken me in the sense that I might not even take that leap of faith because that's how scared I am. And so when... They say your fears don't know your strength. That's 100% true. And I think like anything in life, when you're scared, you become weak. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes when I look at fear, it can be driven either from ego or like wanting to always be impressive and not wanting to fail. Um, I know that for me at times. So um, I agree. And if I just show fear how strong I am, then I'm sure I can kick its ass right. out of my life. And it's crazy because people who have conquered their fears, that always, I feel like that always comes into play. They're like, I never knew how strong I was. Always. Like you could swim with sharks. You don't even know it. Girl, that ain't the thing. (laughs) That's no, that's just being stupid. Well, you, I mean. I'm not going to go. That's going to do nothing for me. So I know, but, but what I do agree, (laughs) like when people conquer their fears, they do always say that they They didn't realize they were that strong. Yeah. So. I'm going to kind of go in a new direction. Yeah, let's turn that part on in our brain. Let's close the fear space. Let's turn on the strength space. And let's go see how strong we really are. Let's do it, sister. All right, so that means tasting room. Let's just sign papers next week. Just kidding. We haven't found it yet. 
But go get that that's, loan. That's Let's the do it. first way I'm going to show wine country my strength. Ooh, muscle up on them. Yeah, you know it. <laughs> <laughs> Crush those grapes with my strength. You like that mom joke? I love it. Okay, now well, drink. On that note, I'm taking a big chug. Yes. All right, everyone. Um, we hope you have a great week. We'll speak to you next week. And in the meantime, check out our merch on bellaspodcast.com mm-hmm. and follow us on Instagram, the Bellas Podcast, and you will see everything we're up to, announcements, just fun things from the episode, and any upcoming guests that are coming. That's right. All right. Well, until then... Enjoy some sparkling wine and have yourself a very merry sister Sunday. And stay dry and stay warm. Weather's crazy. <gasps> crazy. <laughs> Let us have stop. If you travel, you know when it comes to love. See you soon. Can't wait. The sky is no limit. You know with your Delta Amex card, being oceans apart means meeting in Aruba. And booking a war travel with your card means saving 15% on Delta flights. You know kissing under the bridge of size guarantees eternal love. Because you're the long-distance lovebirds. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Takeoff 15 discount not applicable to partner-operated flights or taxes and fees. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.